penalty. It's Rapino against Van Feenendaal. It's 1-0. The USA won. The Netherlands nil. Foul, the game's opening up. Rosa foul. Lovely run. Great goal. Brilliant goal. Rosa foul might have won the World Cup for the United States. For the fourth time, the United States of America are crowned champions of the world. And for the very first time, they've done it on European soil. It is finished at the Stade de Lyon in the final in victory and joy for the United States. Hey everybody, welcome to Settle the Score. I'm Allison. I'm Madeline. And we have a ton to cover today. This is a really, it's been a really exciting couple of weeks in terms of women's soccer. There is so much news. Who thought this was going to happen? I thought we were done. <laughs> done. Middle of September and done. Well, I no. I mourned soccer for the year at the end of the NWSL Challenge Cup. I was like, that was all I was going to get. And I was so wrong. Yeah, I I mean, it's just expanded. And I mean, both here in the U.S. and overseas, we've got plenty of soccer to watch, uh, really all fall into the spring, it sounds like. So that's really exciting. I was wrong and ignorant. <laughs> Double. But <laughs> I'm so happy because now I have soccer. The most now important have, thing of all. Yes, yeah, so much, so much to watch. It's going to be a great fall as far as soccer goes. We have the... NWSL uh, fall, what do we call it? A fall series? Fall, fall series. Classic. Fall series. I want to call it a fall classic for some reason, and I don't know why. But what is a classic? A classic to me says there's some sort of competition. And there okay. really, there's no point to these games, right? No, I actually, th- okay. N- yes and no. I think that the end, whoever has the most points, like the, I don't think they're going to win a crest, but they win like a community something, and they, some money goes to a community organization charity of their choice. There's some small feel good prize. That's like that at the end. So nice. The NWSL yeah. is awesome. Yes, yes. So that's it's whoever's at the top at the end gets to there's some type of donation um of some sort. I that is a terrible <laughs> explanation of what is actually happening, I'm sure, but uh, I was, uh, you know, listening to the the match this past week. They talked about the um, what would be happening at the end of the fall play. So, but it really is more to get games in, to keep the players fresh, to get more data about the teams, and I am here for it. There are three pods. I think it's pretty smart how they've done it. There's three very pods smart. so that no team has to travel very far and they're not all going to mix around with each other. So there's the West, which is Rain, Thorns, and Royals. The Northeast, which is Chicago, Sky Blue, and the Spirit. And the South, which is the Courage, the Pride, and the Houston Dash. I think that's great. I'm super pumped about these pods. Which pod is your favorite pod? So I having been deprived of my pride uh, with the uh, last series of matches, I'm very excited about watching the South pod play, mostly just because I'm excited to watch the Orlando pride play. That That's really all it comes down to. That and seeing the courage, which, you know, they are just phenomenal um, I with their skill set. I do believe that is the best group. Yeah. And I'm- then you have the dash, which I would have 
they're champions sold off but they were the champions champions. so you know you can't so yeah i think that's a great pod a very exciting pod i just i i really am excited to see where orlando is going to fall in all of this having missed out on the uh the cup the challenge cup earlier we're definitely missing a lot of data about the pride and I'm we so are. excited to watch the Courage play on Friday night because I think they're going to come out swinging so hard because I think they're really pissed off that they lost. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're going to come out very fierce. But I do think, and maybe not for that team in particular, but, you know, with a lot of the players that have gone overseas, and we'll get to that later, it's still changing. Like, the Challenge Cup player selection is going is now different. Like, the, the players are different um, that we're going to be seeing now. So I think there's going to be a little bit of change for the rosters and the starting positions. Uh, but I'm really pumped. I mean, not for the Dash, really, and not for the Pride, certainly. Um, and maybe not for the Courage, but for the, some of the other teams, it will be roster changes. Yeah, I do think the Dash are missing – Rachel Daly, because she went back oh, over to you're England. Right. And yep, Courage yep, yep. will be missing Sam Mewis. But I think yeah. those teams are probably the least changed Affected. of them all. Yes. Daly's a huge loss, though. That's Houston. true. And I totally forgot. I was thinking our U.S. women's national team players overseas. Yes, of course, she went back to England to play. And that's, that's a huge loss because she um, – really was fire for them in the challenge cup. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Again, it's, we're getting to see more data. We're getting to see more time in the field and it's going to be uh, interesting to see how it all plays out. I, uh, I did see a tweet or a couple tweets that were like, this is so exciting and we're so happy to watch soccer, but let's all not draw too many conclusions from this because this oh, is yeah. these And I was like, well, of course, but at least we're, we have something to talk about now. Let, let's theorize. Yeah. I, I'm like, let's draw conclusions. Let's theorize. Let's get yes. into it because that's what we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's exciting. I, I mean, obviously, you're, yes, this is not a typical year, year. This is not, you know, who wins the shield or whatever, but this is fun. So I think the uh, Northeast pod is my second favorite. I was going to, yeah, definitely. I mean, first of all, we have our, our sky blue gals there. Uh, I still enjoy watching the red stars a lot. Um, oh, and then the spirit, yeah, the, the spirit is probably my least favorite in that grouping. Uh, but you know, and they're missing Lavelle now. So I, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, sky blue and Chicago are really fun to watch. Uh, so good pod. The West meh. It's funny because I feel like the West, the Utah Royals, not included, but I mean, when you had a the Thorns and Rain play, you know, even a couple years ago, that was such a big match. You know, they had this rivalry, and now we're just like, eh. And they're missing, you know, so many other players. Um, Utah as well. It's just like, I don't know that. I think that pod may be most impacted by the by the the folks that have gone overseas. I'm not entirely mm. sure, but. And I think Thorns need to mix it up. Rain doesn't know who they are anymore. They have to find their identity. And we'll get to the Royals in a minute. But yeah. <laughs> Woo. I actually, I'm expecting the Royals to win quite a lot in that group. I think they might weirdly dominate. All right. I mean, I sure. <laughs> I, I really, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't feel so, super strongly about any of those teams right now. I'll, I'll like, be excited to see them back at the field. I was digging the Thorns for a little bit, and then they just petered out. Yeah, they didn't look so good. I think yeah. they knew, need a little bit of an identity change. But mm. those West Coast teams are all going to fall into the ocean soon anyways. So <laughs> Just one 
Oh, gosh, don't say that, because 2020 could deliver that. It, I mean, do you know about the Cascadian subduction zone? The one that's, like, way overdue? Yeah, the big For one. A, yeah. Like, the I ground mean, in Portland is going to turn into molten lava. If you live in Portland, be what? safe. Yeah. Oh, I have, like, two good friends that are in Portland. Maybe they should come back east. Yeah. New York yeah. rules. <laughs> <laughs> I, they went there like just a month ago. So get your get your butts back here, guys. No, in all serious, I don't mean to joke about it. There's a really great New Yorker article about it. Strongly recommend. Just Google Cascadian Subduction Zone. You will be terrified, but also entertained. Okay. Got it. Perfect. <laughs> On that note. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> uh, we got to see one match. It was back on the fifth. so great. The Sky Blue game was fantastic. It really was. Sky Blue versus Spirit. Uh, it was a very fun match to watch, especially as a Sky Blue fan. S- Sky Blue came out looking great. They're connecting. They're making passes. The Spirit just looked flat and bored. I, Ooh. Not good. I So both teams are missing players. Spirit yeah, were missing Lavelle and Andy Sullivan's out with her knee. Um, Sky Blue was missing a ton of players. Everyone that went overseas, but also McCall's or Boney. Yes. Uh, she had surgery. Apparently, she was really wanting to play in some of these fall challenge games, and the manager and coach had to be like, "McCall, like you're yes. such a fighter, but please sit this out. We really appreciate it, but just get better." Um, but I just don't think it mattered for Sky Blue. Something is going right there. I think Freya yes. is an excellent coach because their system is working for me. Yeah. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. They were making, especially on that right side attack. It was just really beautiful. And then, Oh, go ahead. The defense is looking pretty shaky at points, but like Mandy Freeman hadn't played in a while. Um, And and as the game progressed, it felt like they were getting more sure footed, which I think Mm -hmm. is to be expected. So even those little defensive problems, I wasn't even that worried about. Yeah, and thankfully you have Sheridan in the goal who can cover a multitude of sins. She had a couple of good stops where she was like effectively screened by her own defensive player and she still, you know, was able to put eyes on the ball and stop it. So I was um impressed. She had a couple risky like a little risky a few risky moves which um reminding me of um flashbacks to uh Alyssa but uh for the most part I thought she had a pretty solid match and uh, she made some good stops um obviously the PK not included but that was a fantastic PK and we'll get to that but here's a question for you Mm -hmm. if you have a truly incredible golden glove winning goalie behind you Mm -hmm. as a defender do you think you play with more confidence or do you think there's part of you that gets lazy because you know your keeper is so good no, I think you play with more confidence. I don't think you get lazy ever because they, I mean, I, it gives you that edge of like, okay, I've got rock, you know, I've got a brick wall behind me, but nothing should even get to that brick wall. Iron yeah. sharpens iron. You probably want to play well iron for sharp- her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and she will rip you a new one if you don't. <laughs> I mean, especially like hope. Gosh. Oh, I wouldn't want to make her mad. <laughs> No, absolutely not. So I think like I yeah, I think it um I think it strengthens you, I would imagine. Um Cool. I played defense all of my years and if I you know, we had your defense you always have a tight relationship with your keeper and 
you know, if she was out or sick or something was wrong and there was a backup keeper in place, it didn't make me play better. I just was like, <laughs> so anyways, uh, Sheridan, she's great. Uh, so the first goal, Anamanu. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. <gasps> she just cut all the way to the right and then just sailed it into the corner of the goal. Yes. And she had, she, that was not her only, you know, great shot on goal. She was firing on that right side all day. It felt like she was doing a great job. I am pumped for Anumano. She is going to turn out to be a fantastic player. I am just like, where was she before? But the answer is on a team that was cranky. You can't, <laughs> you can't play to your potential when you're in subpar housing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So nice to see her shine. Yeah, it, it was, she's been playing really great. Uh, so that second, the the second goal came um, from the results of a, a takedown in the box, like a trip kind of. And then it was kind of wild. Sheridan just got, got the little taken out too. It was weird. Um, I almost felt like that should have canceled out the PK, but of course it didn't. But yeah, she no. got really tripped. Yeah, she, yeah. The whole thing was, was not great. Um, but that was a fantastic PK taken yeah really well um, taken yeah who uh it was was it Paige Nielsen was it that late in the match yeah anyways so we get we get that match or sorry we get that score and then you know we go into overtime there's six minutes of overtime for this match which stoppage time overtime what what are words these days um but anyways it uh we have, oh, I'm sorry. I left out something very important. We had Mal Pugh come in, was which was the so first exciting. time we got to see her. It was so exciting. She came in around the 60th minute, and it was, to see her and Midge start connecting was very exciting. I was surprised. Here's what I thought was going to happen. So Mel has not played well for a while. I honestly have been wondering if Mel's Mal's kind of done. Um, mm. because she had so much promise, so young. And then as soon as she gets promoted, she's getting injured. She's not playing well. She's not getting time on the national team. I was, I've been worried about her. I thought she was going to be a key player and I've been worried. And so, you know, I'm obviously happy to have her on sky blue. She's still a high class player. Great to have on the team, but she hasn't played for so long. And I just thought maybe when she goes in, we'll just be really disappointed. And I was so wrong. That's my Yay. theme for today. I'm wrong about everything and I'm loving it. Um, loving it. <laughs> she was so excellent. And you could really, it is sort of unfair in some senses that Washington, like Washington somehow became old Sky Blue where they have no national team players. And yeah. Sky Blue suddenly has Midge and Mal. And they're looking yep. great. They're looking really good. I mean, it was it was really fun. And Mal came in and had multiple, like, attempts down that left side. So That it one was... shot was so good. It was right into the corner, and Aubrey Bledsoe just had an incredible save. Uh, yeah. It, it, you could tell Pew wanted one on her first, her first, uh, but, uh, when she first set back on the pitch today. It was, it was something. But she got something almost as good, which was an she... assist. Oh, sure. Yes. There we go. <laughs> a beautiful freaking assist to Midge yes. Purse. Who baby. It was 
it was something that entire so the it was the penalty was won in the 89th minute and then immediately we're into stoppage time and it was just like sky blue was like absolutely not we had this game won this is our game and it was shot on goal shot on goal shot on goal and then you know midge sneaks it in so it was yeah it was really exciting to watch. I do think the real highlight of the game was Midge Purse, not not even Mal in this in a crazy way. But yeah. all throughout the Challenge Cup, Twitter was going free Midge, free Midge. She was playing defense, which and towards the beginning of the game, when Sky Blue's line looked shaky, I was like, that's why you kind of want to get Midge back there because <laughs> she can hold that down. But she was so sharp up top. She was making so many runs. I thought, I really want to give a shout out to Cujo. What an exciting player. I thought she and Cujo were doing a fantastic job holding things down the entire time, cutting the ball in and out. Midge looked freaking great. I am fully team Midge forward now. There's no other way for that to be. She just, she looked free and happy. I mean, that sounds so silly, but that's how she was playing. She just like was playing with abandon. It was great. So really exciting match uh, to kick off this guy, this uh, fall series. One thing that I'm wondering after seeing Midge and Mal's chemistry, Mm -hmm. is Carly going to come back and can she not? Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about because I hadn't seen a statement directly saying she wasn't playing in this fall series. She's injured. Still. Yes, that's the party she, line, anyways. Oh, got it. Sorry. Okay, what what is the injury? Ankle or something? Okay. All right. I because she was that's why she didn't play in the fall. I mean, sorry, in the Challenge Cup, right? Mm-hmm. Was injury? Okay. I didn't realize it was ongoing. Same injury. Gotcha. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's valid. That could totally be the case. But, anyways, I was just wondering because I hadn't really heard word from her in a while, and I didn't know. Did not know why. All right. Okay. I'm injury. Got I'm it. Just like I, I'm so excited. I mean, we'll see again. Don't want to overblow the data we have, but I'm just like, Carly, we got it. Bye bye. <laughs> shoo shoo. Don't come back. Shoo shoo to like one of the best players in the world. I love it. Well, I'm mad at her right now. I know you are. I know. And that's valid. That's super valid. I also, it, one thing about this game that bummed me out was, you know, because I'm rooting for both teams somewhere deep in my heart. Sure, I sure. thought Hatch looked weird and bored and lost without Lavelle. She couldn't mm. really do any. I was so excited about her during the Challenge Cup, and she just looked kind of lazy to me. Yeah, I don't, nothing that uh, the um, spirit really did stood out to me much in this match. They just looked, they looked tired. Yeah. And this was like the first match back. So there's no, no reason to be tired going into this one. And Lavelle is not just on loan, but they traded her away, right? There's so many trades going on. I think you're right. Maybe the team is bummed out about losing her. Because I was sort of excited about a Washington with Lavelle and Hatch. But I I think that's out of the picture now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, that sounds right. I also, yeah. Excuse me. They were talking about how she was such a guiding sent because it's a young team. You know, the Spirit is a young team, and they were kept talking about how she lent so much maturity to the locker room and to the to on the field. So I'm wondering if they're just feeling her loss. I don't know. Yeah, kind of hard to say. Yeah, uh, Lavelle is going to Rain, um, but then Rain have the first round pick in 2022. So they. They got a lot, but it's not there now. It's a bummer for them. 
So definitely. Yeah, we'll see how they go. But <coughs> I had a great time watching the match. I'm glad. I'm glad. It was definitely it was a fun start back in. But we're gonna have a lot of matches. Next match is on Friday. Um, so excited for Courage versus Dash. 7 p.m. Yes. Eastern time. 7 p.m. Courage versus Dash. This one's going to be on Twitch, along with the Saturday match, which is going to be, again, the Spirit. Uh, this time they're taking on the Red Stars. Shout out so. to Twitch, too. What a nice platform. Yeah, I hope absolutely. some gamers come on and become women's soccer fans. They will. They will. They should, at least. I hope so. Um, I'm excited about the Saturday, um, the 19th, the, uh, the first Orlando Pride match, um, and they will be playing the Courage. So that is going to be an exciting one. That one's going to be on uh, regular CBS, which is super exciting. So exciting. Uh, and CBS All Access. Both of the Saturday matches, um, the Saturday the 12th, which is that, that week before, which is going to be the Thorns and Rain, that will be on CBS and CBS All Access at 3.30 Eastern. And then the following Saturday, the 19th, um, the match is going to be at 1 p.m., and that's going to be the Pride versus the Courage. So both of those are... Um, I mean, the Thorns and Rain, like we said, that that's an old-time rivalry. Not as exciting as it once was, but I think it still really matters to those people in that region, for sure. And hopefully the field does not become lava. Yeah. Madeline. Speaking of CBS also, Go on. did everyone notice how they, when the game was supposed to start, they had up their, something is wrong, we'll be back in a moment screen. And then they showed ads, and as soon as they cut back... It was playing. Yeah. I wonder uh, see, I why they did that. I watched it on delay. What could their motivation have been? Interesting. So you think they just took it into their own hands? I think they didn't want to show players kneeling during the anthem on CBS. Really? Oh, yeah. But, like, the, everyone's kneeling across the board. Like, at, CBS is soccer. horrible with that stuff, Yikes. I think. Doesn't Isn't, like, the... Is the NFL on CBS? I forget. I which. think it's uh, NBC. NBC. Hmm. So <clears throat> interesting. I I tell you, because I, I watched it later on All Access because uh, I was working, so I did not notice that. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, something to keep an eye on as we move through these games. Uh, and that kind of puts us into Ugh. what we we're next going to yeah. talk about, um, which is the Utah. <sighs> I don't want to say drama because that no, it's the the sadness. The yeah, the I don't know. So what we're talking about is Del Hansen, um, the owner of all of the Utah um, soccer teams. He's the owner of the uh, what are they the the M- the MLS team and the USL team, the Monarchs. Monarchs, that's it. The uh, yes, the Royals. Yeah, okay. He owns all of them, the three. And, and he owns, he, like, a radio station, and he owns all the stadiums. and He, own, he owns the like stadium. very wealthy. He, I actually looked up his um, estimated net worth is $4 billion. Oh, baby! Yep. His estimated net worth is $4 billion. And his – so t- keep that in mind as we kind of talk about, you know, his comments. So he made – he was talking on a radio show. I think it was a radio show, basically. Mm-hmm. And his comments On his own about, station. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, so th- their game was canceled. The player, you know, the MSL, MLS, I always switch that because of the NWSL, the MLS, um, a lot of the teams, uh, chose not to play, um, in solidarity with the black lives matter movement. And that was happening across many, many sports teams. Um, the, 
NHL, the um, MLB, basketball, like, you know, a lot of teams. WNBA um, started it. WNBA. Love those ladies. They have been at the forefront this Mm -hmm. whole time. Uh, So um, a lot of those teams, most of those teams sat out their matches um, in protest. And so that, so the, the Utah team did as well. And they were playing LA. Um, and I didn't realize this, but they were actually supposed to have fans at this match. Did you know that? I thought it was the Monarchs match, but I know that the, that Hanson had been like obsessed with getting fans back. Okay. So that makes sense so to me. There, yeah. There's supposed to be like 5,000. I don't know what the, obviously the capacity at stadium is much larger, but there's supposed to be, I think 5,000 fans. Um, <sighs> and they had sold, you know, they'd sold those tickets. They had, um, they were going to have concessions. They had the concession where they had, they fixed out the stadium to support this, um, with shields and all sorts of other stuff. Um, so, you know, his comments just fell so tone deaf, um, because he was talking about how he was so disappointed. Um, and he used the word profound about nine times in, in his little talk, um, that his profound disappointment, um, at the team for, you know, thinking, which doesn't even make sense, thinking on a national level and not thinking at the community level. And basically that, you know, they didn't think about their community, about the the workers that were now going to be without a job. He said he would not be welcoming fans back to the stadium after this catastrophe. Uh, dude, you can afford to pay the workers yourself. So that's exactly, he literally said, I was thinking like in one of his quotes, he was say he was talking about the twelve dollar an hour worker that you know the players didn't consider when they chose to make make the stand. Like they didn't think about those um, those workers. And I'm thinking, dude, it is well known that you have a rare coin collection. You spent one point three two million dollars on a hundred and twenty five year old coin. One coin you spent a hundred one point three two million dollars on. Okay, if you have an employee that makes $12 an hour in a 40-hour week, which they're not working a 40-hour week, I'm guessing, if they're working concessions, he said that he had to lay off 40 to 50 people. So at 50 people for 10 weeks, which is longer than your season is, that's a quarter of a million dollars, $240,000 is what it would cost to pay all those people. Now, I know that doesn't include benefits and, and all that other good stuff. If, if they have Whatever. that, I don't even know. But okay, so let's say that's another $240,000. So $500,000 or less to pay these people for 10 weeks. And you spent $1.32 million on a coin. I can't. Like, that is, I can't. Like, first of all, in your comment, you never, ever once mentioned the Black Lives Movement or the racial inequalities or what what the protest was even for. You never mentioned it. You never condemned the brutality. You never condemned what was happening in the streets to these black men and women that they can't go outside and feel safe. And yet you're talking about the community and how your play, these players like let down their community and these people, you know, of course, I'm sorry that these folks missed out on their wage that night. I don't know why you're choosing not to try again. That's your choice. But like, also, you could pay these people if you want. I mean, to. He, he's doing it because he is racist. It is a racist thing to do to try to victim blame in that way. He also had made a comment to one of his black players. Uh, he said to other people in the room, when are we going to lynch this guy? Shut up. Yes. I mean, he's just he he is a racist who 
d- just did and said those things for racist reasons. Um, he had he had to go. It was yeah. horrible. Yes, I like. I just can't. Like, oh my gosh, it makes it. I mean, mm, mm, capitalism and money are racist at their hearts. And it's not really, like, coincidental that this super wealthy guy has those opinions to me. No, it's not. It's not surprising. And that's, you know, we had this beautiful statement from the NWSL Black Players Union. And, you know, part of what they were saying was they're not surprised at all. No. It's not surprising. It's... One of the things that really bugged me was a lot of the news outlets were sort of like and it's such a shame because he's the one who put the challenge cup together and it's like we don't owe him anything for that like that made money like like screw you we don't we don't we don't owe this rich wealthy man anything but thankfully he was put under investigation and then decided to sell all three of the teams Yes. Uh, so thank goodness he's out of there. And I was so pleased because Lisa Baird, the NWSL commissioner during halftime of the Sky Blue game, said that he was still under investigation, which made me so happy to hear that they're taking it seriously, that even though he removed himself from the situation, he might still have to face other consequences of fines or reputation, right. like something, because it's right. he shouldn't, so awful. Yeah, he shouldn't just get to, you know, walk out, sell his stuff. For a pretty penny, I mm-hmm. might add, and you know, not face any other consequences for his um, for his statements and his actions. Yeah, it's bonkers. The other thing, too, aside from the flagrant racism, was all of these memos and and testimonies surfaced about him saying that, like, don't put Becky Sauerbrunn on the billboard because she's not one of our hot players. Yeah, that I just. Uh! Saw so you don't know anything about women's soccer. That's what that tells me, number one. That and conversation gross. is so tired. It, we already talked about that. Like, get out of here. Yeah. And I know this is besides the point. I know this has nothing to do with it. But Becky is a stone-cold fox, so get out of town. <laughs> she is. Yes. Like, yes. Thank you. Like, that's not the point. We shouldn't be mad about that. But she's hot. Go away. I hate Ugh. Also, like, I'm thinking through the Utah players. Becky and Amy Rodriguez are two of my favorite players on that team. And, and they, like, I je- you you if you have a national team player, you put them on your sign. You just do that. What? He, right. He's actually just dumb. Is what that proves. Yes. He's just an yeah, idiot. That's not a good. I mean, you don't understand the sport you're trying to promote if that's what you think. You're just dumb. Were there any memos about that with his men's players? Doubtful. Like, oh, this dude's not hot enough. Like, give me a guy <laughs> with a six, more six of a six pack than that guy. Like, I, doubtful. <sighs> he was too busy looking at his coins to even think about that. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, <laughs> oh, there goes our, there goes the E. That's ah, all right. Sorry. Um, I, if there was a time, now it is. Now is the time. It yeah, it's just it's really disgusting. I'm very glad. Um, I'm grateful for the swift action, um, but again, he should be held responsible. Now for- he has more time to focus on all those coins he bought. Yep. <laughs> Him talking. <laughs> there was an interview because I, I was doing a little bit of a deep dive, and the interview he gives interviews on his coin collection. He's incredibly proud of it. What? And 
oh, I like if you listen to him talk about the nuances and the detail of these coins, oh. I I will have to send you a link to this article because it is it'll it's a it'll make you laugh. No, no disrespect to coin collectors, but come on, man. I well, the thing is, is like I have some coins from like when I've traveled, like I keep like a coin from different countries and stuff because I think it is interesting. Hmm. But you know what? They were all like, you know. I don't know, less than one U.S. dollar because they're, you know. But, like, that that's more of, like, a token of a travel. Not spending $1.32 million on a 125-year-old nickel or something. Also, and sometimes I think about this with, like, the art market, too, is if something's that expensive, maybe we can just put it in a museum so everyone can enjoy it. Yeah, I want his coin collection to get donated to, I don't know, the Met. That would be the real punishment. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start. Let's start an online <laughs> start campaign. Yep. Deloy Hansen, donate your coins or else. Or else, yeah. Donate that coin collection. We all want to see it. That's the real punishment. Like he won't truly be sad until that's until been taken we take away. His coins. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yep. Oh, we're so vindictive today, and I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Over coins, I don't care. Let's be vindictive. Yeah, he deserves it. It's just so disheartening. Also, was he, like, did he not, did, no. I mean, obviously oh. racism is pervasive and we have to try to kill it at the root and it's going to take a long time. But, like, did you, did you listen to what happened this summer? Like, maybe just shut your GD mouth? I don't know. Mm. Well. Nope, he didn't get that. The Black Players Association know. is great. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, <laughs> that article that I found is on coinweek.com. And, yes, that is. <laughs> That is an actual Coin website. Coinweek.com? Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's shooting for the greatest collection of all time. Well, best of luck. Sorry. that It's just... Coinweek.com. Okay. Apparently, he's trying to eclipse Eliasberg, who has what is considered as the greatest... Obviously, this guy is now dead, but Louis Elias, Eliasberg Sr., Anyways, guys, if you're into coin collecting, check out coinweek.com. Also, if your biggest competition is an old-timey dead person, maybe rethink your hobby. (laughs) All right. Absolutely. So the Black Players Union is awesome. We did want to give them a special shout-out. They haven't – I don't think that's their official name. I think they're still kind of pulling everything together, but it was so Mm -hmm. amazing to see all the Black Players in the NWSL – get their voices together to be heard uh, super pumped about that. Yeah. I loved their statement. Um, it was really beautiful. It was two tiled. I loved it. I guess it was actually halfway down. It says, you know, welcome to our voice. We won't be silent. So I'm really looking forward to uh, what they have to say in the future and what um, the, I don't know, the changes, like what, what's going to come of this. Yeah. I think that's really exciting. And soccer is a great safe space for a lot of people, but it is still a very white sport. And so I'd be so yes. happy if it became more welcoming to everybody. Oh, this is all, this is all good really in the, it is. at the end yes. of the day. It's, it's all getting better. Mm-hmm. We'll take it. Some things that are sad though, is when players leave to go overseas we talked about this in an earlier episode and, you know, and I stand by what we said. It's a good you know, thing. Our national team players need to have their foot on the ball. And that's what, you know, a lot of people have 
still been saying, you know, they need to have experience and having experience with these other really impressive clubs is only going to be- benefit our national team. Granted, it does take down the quality of play in the NWSL, unfortunately. Um, but I, but we've also gotten to see some really exciting play from players we probably would not have otherwise noticed in the NWSL had it not been for some of these players leaving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot, you know, we've got our, our two pals went to Man City, um, Rose and Sammy, and then... But there's new ha- news! <laughs> but the new news, I'm going to become a Man U fan, Man U, Man U, Man U. Uh, <laughs> we had Tobin and her friend, Kristen Press, go to, <laughs> go to Man U, I mean, uh, which is really exciting. If there were any doubts that they're a couple, they are gone. They are now over. There's just no way. Now we all we have to do is sit back and just anticipate this wedding. Yeah, watch it all unfold. The engagement. Maybe they're already engaged. <gasps> Maybe they're already married, Madeline. That's something we didn't think oh, about. Oh, but I want to... Okay. I know. But like, also think about the couple, right? Like, Ashlyn and Allie, yeah. Big, crazy, extravagant, lavish wedding. Right. That makes Tobin's sense a little them. shy. And I feel like Kristen is not... I feel like neither of them are quite that big... I say this like I know them. I don't know them at all, at all. But I would imagine they might be a little bit more in the loop. I can see them doing it like on a cliff in California with like a bunch of trees. I'm going to say this disrespectfully. Around. I don't care about their wishes. I want those Instagram <laughs> pictures. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hopefully they're not married. Maybe they're engaged. Maybe they're just happy together. And when they go to Man U, they'll play, play, play. They'll go to a jewelry store in London pick out a ring, come back here, get married. I feel like I'm coming off really pro-marriage right now, and I just want to say that, like, a marriage is a property agreement that really can go. Like, I'm not pro-marriage. I just want to be clear. I'm only pro-pictures of U.S. women's national team players at a big party in nice clothes. Okay. I just want I, okay. I just want to go on the record and be super clear that that's really what I'm after. Okay. I just, I feel like the wedding is what I have to want to get that. That's all. You do. You do have to want that. I would want that as well. And I, I feel like, see, this is the beautiful thing about queer weddings is you're kind of blowing up those property, like antiquated marriage norms. 100%. But I could also see Tobin being so cool that she's like, nah, you know? Like, don't need to get married? Yeah, like because she's just such oh. like a cool California babe, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I can see that. <laughs> All right. Either way, no matter what, I hope, and again, children is not the end-all be-all, but I would love if they had a child. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm definitely jumping the gun here. But if you're not going to have a big lavish wedding where we can see photos, fine. But please, please, please have an adorable baby. Oh, man, I only care about the wedding photos. Interesting. See, I work with babies and children. Oh, yeah. You're good. Maybe that's why. Cute babies. I, I just, ugh. Mm. Kristen presses eyes in a baby. Yeah, wow. you're right. When you're right, you're wow. right. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. I mean, I like I'm excited the, about that. The important news here is they went to Manchester United. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, what we that, focused on was their relationship. Well, I mean, that is. Like, like they went together. It's, that's, uh, like, when Allie and Ashton went to Teriso, which... Nice pronunciation. No, I think that was wrong. Anyways, I watched a video of them trying to pronounce it many years ago, and they were so cute at the kitchen table. Like, I mean, if you didn't see it, then you're blind. 
but I remember, <laughs> I probably didn't see it then. It's fine. Um, so yeah, so they're to, and for all intensive purposes, uh, Kristen and Tobin confirmed together with this move in my heart. But this is and in the hearts of millions, my heart too, for sure. This has <laughs> sort of opened up this whole new world. Also, this this world of the United Kingdom to us, because mm. in years past, I don't think anybody was that interested in the FA Women's Super League, FAWSL. Yep. But suddenly, NBC's SN is carrying fifty games this year. I'm super pumped. All of the teams are really exciting. Like they are stacked. Chelsea has. So many people. Of course, Chelsea has Sam Kerr, which is just going to be so exciting to watch anytime. Arsenal is also stacked. They have Steph Catley. They have Mia Dima, Danielle Vandedonk. It's like, okay, Kim Little. Like, all right, I could start watching this. And City have Sam Buis and Rose Lavelle, Ellen White, Steph Houghton. It's like, okay, I could really... I could really get into this league. I, I'm, I there might actually I'm be too much it. women's soccer now. No, never, never, never. No, I'm super pumped about this. I like was checking out the schedule, and obviously I was checking out for Man U, and I see they're playing on Sunday, the 13th. So this coming Sunday, it's an early game, 9 a.m. So if you want to, you know, get up and have that cup of coffee while watching. Although I don't think they're. Do you think they're going to play in this first match? Like, how quickly do they get over there and start to play? Mm, I don't know if Kristen and. Tobin. They've been like signed. They haven't like gone yet. I'm right? not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I bet they I won't be either. Playing. Probably not. So Man City is also playing on Sunday uh, at 9 a.m. If you want to catch that match, um, because those gals are over there. And, the, and I uh, bet they'll be playing for sure. I think yeah. so. I think so. So yeah. So this is a Sunday is a really big day for um, a bunch more matches. If you're going to be following the Women's Super League, which I think you should. Everybody should. I'm going to try to do my best to catch some of those matches. Um, I, I kind of like that they're at a weird time. My schedule means that I have very weird hours of waking and sleeping. Um, so I could absolutely turn on a match at 9 a.m. Either when I get back from a night shift or if I'm like just, I don't know, can't sleep. Uh, who knows? It's fine. It'll be great. <laughs> I... I'm going to prioritize, I think, watching the NWSL games, but I'm definitely going to sure, try to, sure, to sure. tune into these if I can. Well, they're at such different times. It's what I like. The NWSL games are like afternoon or late afternoon, evening, and these are all pretty much for us in the States. They're in the morning. For me, so. I'm like, I'm waking up at seven every day, anyways, so I can pop them in. I w- I'm so watching Premier always, League games. Yeah. You can always catch the 7 30 and then the nine. Yeah. It's just the question is. How much can the rest of my life suffer for soccer? I see. Yes. Hmm. Probably a lot. Hmm. I'm going to say a lot. A lot. It could <laughs> suffer a lot. It could suffer a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's really interesting is this, you know, the um, Women's Super League matches go through next spring, which is a lot longer than I was anticipating. Personally, I was thinking they were going to have a shorter season, but no, it looks like they're going to have a full season over the full year. So that kind of questions or brings into question, excuse me, what is the U.S. Women's National Team schedule going to look like? Are they going to try to have a fall camp? Are they going to try to have a friendly of any kind in this year? I think I really don't know. No friendly Probably no friendlies until we get Corona under control I'm, a little more. I'm fine with that. Yeah, because that's I think there will be a nations. camp, but I don't think I don't think the UK players are going to make it to that camp. Right. I just don't think you can with the quarantine restrictions and this and that. And 
it's just, it's a totally new world. So it's not going to be, I agree. I don't think it's going to be an option, but I mean, there have been plenty of camps when, you know, you pull in younger players, new players to try to get a first look at them. You don't need another look at Tobin. You don't need another look at Kristen right now. Exactly. Or, you know, Rose for that matter. So yeah, I think the players that stayed here in the U S um, will hopefully get a call and then maybe some new players that, you know, we've seen promising stuff from, from either the challenge cup or this new fall series. So I I'm hopeful for a camp. I, I love a good camp, but we'll see. That's yeah. all the soccer news. That w- there was oh, so Champions much soccer League. news. Oh, Leon won. Leon won. Leon won. Leon won. Sorry. Didn't get to watch any of that. See, but now we're going to watch the women's super league this year. So next year's champions league is going to be even more exciting to us. Yes. We're just, yes. we were ignorant and now we're going to get smart. My apologies. I feel like I do feel a bit tighter of a relationship to the, like the UK teams just cause I've traveled around there a little bit. I've mm. been to these, some of these different places. Um, I tried to catch a match and I missed it, unfortunately, but I've seen the stadium, some of them. So cool. I'm excited to like, especially in Manchester. Ah. Um, so I'm excited to, watch some of these matches, you know, having a little bit more of a tie. So yeah. Pumped. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I think that's it. That's the I news. That's it, guys. We, we had, we had a lot of soccer news to talk about, but I think we covered it. We've got a lot more NWSL matches coming up. So please tune in. We're going to be bringing uh, coverage of those matches and um, maybe a little bit of the women's super league here and there as we are able to view it. So, yeah. If you enjoyed the show, it really helps other women's soccer fans find us. If you can go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice five-star review, that would be amazing. We would thank you so much. And if you want to uh, let us know what you think, you can email us at settlethescorepodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at scorepod or Instagram us at scorepod. Awesome. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.